3: Rams nation. 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 What's happening, what's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. It's the Friday edition, hype edition. You know what that means. We've got Serena Morales with us. Do you like that little echo in the intro? You got a big budget on this show. Big, big budget. So we're excited to have Serena on today. Get to a bunch of stuff. Cover a lot of topics. Guys. Don't forget, you know the drill. Go find us on social media at LA underscore Rambling Bear on Twitter. Lockdown Rams, all accounts, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook group. You guys are the best on there, always posting lots of awesome stuff. If you're a Rams fan and you just want content, join our Facebook group because a bunch of people on there are always putting up funny memes and uh, starting conversations, uh, fantasy football, starter sit. And I don't have in front of me, I know we were talking about, should Jared Goff be a starter this week? And I agree. I think uh, if he got you there to the playoffs, I think this is a great matchup. I think the other options were Dak or Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Mitch has got an okay matchup, but Jared, I feel good about him. So if if you're in playoffs and you're in the final and you've got some Rams players, this is going to be a big week of production for those guys. Well, we hope so, right? Against Arizona Cardinals, it should be. That was my little mini uh, fantasy football rant there. But we'll get back to it. Also, subscribe, like, share the podcast, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Leave a review. It helps us kind of climb the charts, get some more listeners. So we do appreciate it. But I got all that stuff out the way. <laughs> let's, get the, let's get to the goods. I got Serena Morales on today. We talked about a bunch from Pharaoh Cooper, CJ Anderson, Uh, What we can expect from Jared Goff and the boys. And our defense going up against that O-line that's pretty banged up down there in Arizona. So I hope you guys enjoy it. We also are going to talk about your chance to win 2019 season tickets to the Rams. Listen in because you got a chance. But with that said, Rams Nation, you know what it is. Until next time, peace. Enjoy my conversation with Serena. Alright Rams Nation, it is Friday, it is the Hype Edition, so we've got Serena Morales with us, LA Rams team reporter. You can find her on Twitter, at Serena, or on Instagram, at Morales Morales. Serena, how are you doing today?
2: I'm great. uh, I like coming on for the Hype Edition. I feel like we need to get all the hype we can get before heading to Arizona.
3: I know, I know. It's time to regroup the hype, get it back everyone on the hype train, and let's go because I saw our man Uh Ryan Clark is temporarily taking a little break on the hype train. He uh, he kind of oh. scolded us on, on NFL Network and said, we need to get it together. He's still with us. He'll still join us down in Atlanta for the Super Bowl, but he's a little worried himself.
2: Yep, Ryan Clark has decided to not put us in the top five this week um, for that show, yeah, Get Up. And um, I'm a little hurt, but he says it's for, you know, the best for us so I get some tough love. So it's cool. It's cool. Maybe we need it. Yeah. We need a little tough love right now. We
3: do need some tough love. And that's why we do the podcast five days a week. In the earlier week, we had our meltdowns. Monday, Tuesday, got to vent. Wednesday, we got to talk to the Arizona Mm -hmm. Cardinals guys and realize, hey, life's not that bad. When you look at their record and you realize, holy crap, we're in, you know, we've already locked up this division. And here we are on Friday. So we're back. We're feeling good. And uh, Wade Phillips came out today and started by saying, the sky's not falling, people. People. Uh, Sean McVay kind of followed him <laughs> okay. up and, and agreed to that and said, uh, they need to be solution oriented and they need to have some urgency to, to fix everything going on. So, uh, talk to me a little bit about, you know, our message as fans in freakoutville and then what's going on in that building. And they seem to be pretty focused though.
2: So, right, Wade Phillips talked at uh, the press there, and he's like, and, and he literally came, first thing he said was, the sky is not falling. Um, it, I think, honestly, you, you know, realistically, you can lose the motivation. We already won the division, so I, it's more of just like, we realize that these games are important. Obviously, we could, you know, get a nice little bye week in there, and I think, but honestly, and, and Sean spoke about it too, like, we can't even think at, that far ahead because we've got to focus on the next game, and the next game is playing the Arizona Cardinals. Um, overall I think I think they are focused I think they've been focused but you know you what what beats Sean up is you know we're making mistakes that can be fixed right like if it was if we were doing things that couldn't be fixed then maybe this wouldn't be such a problem because it's like whoa well, you know we lack this or this or this the thing is that we have such a great team and so for us to be making these mistakes that we shouldn't be making I think that's the concern but you know someone even asked today like do we know the problem? Can we fix the problem? He's like, oh, yeah, we know what's going on. We're fixing it. We're good to go. There's a refocus. So there is a positive attitude when it comes to the team, but there is a refocus of like, we need to get this win and then we need to move on. And that's it. And we're not even thinking about coming back home to the Coliseum. We're thinking about Arizona and Arizona only.
3: Yeah, you got to stay focused, and I know it's a really boring answer McVeigh gives us all the time, is, you know, got to focus on this game, got to one game at a time, and we were talking about uh, playoffs and getting that bye, and he's like, hey, we can't even have that conversation yet because we have to get ourselves in position to be there. So if we win this game, I guess everyone can unload on that question and and pick his brain because he kind of of bought himself some time, but he said he's got to answer it at one point. Uh, so we'll see if they're going to go. Uh, just from your take on it, we talked a little bit yesterday with Vinny, but let's say week 17, we have everything kind of locked up. Do you expect them to go out and play some starters or do you think they'll go conservative like they did last year and rest people?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on the health of like, so someone like Todd Gurley could probably use some rest with the with the banged up knee. So um, I think it, it would depend on like who is banged up and who's not. I know that Sean McVay, Like to rest the vets. Like he always gives Sully and Whitworth some some rest days, and I know that the players really appreciate that. Like they always they feel rested. Like I've talked to some of the guys, and they're just like, you know what? It's amazing. Most guys are really tired at this time of the season, but the way Sean McVay runs his practices, it's a more mental grind. Like make sure you watch film, and make sure we're going through walkthroughs and stuff. And then the physical hard day is Thursday. But, you know, like they they do get to save their bodies more and it's 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 worked. Obviously, we're 11 and three. Um, But so I think there might be it depends on what needs to be fixed. Right. Like, I think we saw that in the preseason. How many reps do they need in order to get what they need to feel prepared for the season without overexhausting yourself? So there there might be a balance. But, you know, obviously there were some things that, that needed fixed. So if we if he still feels that way when it comes to coming back home in the Coliseum, then I could see the starters playing.
3: Yeah, I like how you kind of brought that back to the preseason, and you said how many games do you need to get ready for the regular season, and it's almost like that in a weird way. We've got the playoffs clinched, so how many games do you need to get ready to be ready for the playoffs, right? If it means you need some rest, and guys like Todd Gurley, and maybe Whitworth, and some of, maybe Sullivan's another guy that you know gets rest occasionally mm-hmm. throughout practice weeks and things like that, and you're right, they got to start thinking long-term, so it's going to be interesting next week, and especially after Sunday, to see what goes on, because Arizona Cardinals you look at them and sometimes you start looking over them but you know it's still an NFL team it's on the road Uh, they probably want to play spoiler and we beat them 34 to nothing in the first game so they're probably not too happy about that they probably want a little bit of revenge Um, but we're going to take a break we're going to step aside we're going to get some words from our sponsors Uh, we're going to talk with more with Serena Morales on the other side we'll be right back Friday's edition Lockdown Rams Rams Nation listen up right now This is your chance to win season tickets to the 2019 Rams season. We talked about this before, but Dave Robles is the man, the myth, and the legend. He's been a top producing realtor in LA for over 20 years. I had a chance to talk to Dave. He's an awesome guy. He's from LA, so he knows the city inside and out. He's a really strong negotiator. Who understands how to get you a good deal on a home or top dollar for your current home if you're selling? Remember, I told that story where he sold that house that was originally on the market for $800,000 for $850, and literally put 50k back into the client's pocket. This guy knows what he's doing and he knows LA. He's got excellent Yelp and Zillow reviews, so check him out. Don't forget to visit his website, DaveRobles.com. That's D-A-V-E dot com, or just call him he's an awesome guy 213-712-4343 tell him that bear modder sent you from lockdown rams and guess what he's gonna get your rams 2019 season tickets if you're moving and you can't take the tickets don't worry he'll get you something of equal value call him for details i'm telling you had a chance to talk to him he's been killing it out here in la he knows the market Top to bottom. He will get you top dollar for your home or he'll get you into the home you need to be into. Actually, when I saw that season tickets were on the line, I might be moving myself. So come join me. Check out the website, daveroblis.com or call him 213 712 4343 for your chances to win a 2019 Rams season tickets.
1: The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
3: All right, Rams Nation, we are back. We've got Serena with us. We're talking the matchup down in Arizona. We're talking all things Rams, and I kind of want to kick it off uh, this segment with a question that we got on Facebook from one of our listeners. His name is Jake Bussey, and he said, mcveigh has been pretty vanilla since we clinched the playoffs as far as his play calling goes. Do you think that he'll start to get more creative uh, once we get back into the playoffs? Do you think he's kind of holding out right now?
2: I, honestly, I think it, you know, I'm going to sound like Sean McVay more than anybody else. I mean, Sean McVay says, like, every game is a different situation. Like, he reacts to what, you know, teams are giving him. And I think he's still learning things as well. You know, he's a young coach. Doesn't mean he's not learning. He's He says that all the time. and Put very smart people around him to to learn from. But it's not like we haven't. You've seen Johnny Hecker out there throwing the ball. Sometimes we do fake puns. It's not like we don't do different things on offense. I think if you're looking for like really splashy stuff, I I honestly think Sean McVay masks a lot of the, plays that he runs because he's in an 11 personnel the majority of the time but that doesn't mean he's running the same plays in an 11 personnel so one time Brandon Cooks might act as a a running back or sometimes you know he's acting as a blocker so it kind of depends how we're using each guy it's not always that Brandon Cooks is acting as a wide out in a stereotypical situation so while it may look vanilla and you know and I think that we've had a hard time getting into a rhythm on offense I would say it's far from that I think just you look at and, – and, and that was, that's what makes it so hard for defenses to cover us is because we're always in that same personnel. But Brandon Cooks could be doing something completely different and Robert Woods could be doing something completely different in that same setup. So um, I would say it's, it's not as vanilla as it looks. Um, I think that yeah, we you know everyone needs to we have to take care of the ball. I think is really the answer when it comes down to it. The we, a third of our turnovers occurred in the past two games, our two recent losses. We had three against the Eagles. We had four turnovers against the Bears. Oh. So if you look at things and really what the issues are, it has more to do with taking care of the ball. Right. Like no one would really be saying, oh, the Rams are struggling if if that you know out of the hundred and something plays we ran, you know, we got a touchdown in that, in the, against the Eagle to tie up the game. This conversation would be completely different. So I I would say that the plays like his offensive scheme, like what, what Sean McVay does is far from vanilla. Um, It might look like that. Yes. Because he's running an 11 personnel, the majority of the time. But I also think um, the the wins and losses have nothing to do with that. And more of just like, we just got to protect the ball and we got to get into a rhythm on offense overall.
3: No, I love that because you're right. It looks vanilla because we just see the same formation all the time, and it hasn't been very productive (laughs) recently and a lot of turnovers. So you're right. If we... You know, if that game turns out different versus the Eagles, you know, we're maybe not thinking that. And, you know, a couple of those plays start to become explosive again. And all of a sudden, that same mm-hmm. formation that looks vanilla right now all of a sudden gets back to being explosive. So it's execution. You're right. So, um, mm-hmm. Jake, thanks for the question and uh, letting us kind of sit here and debate it a little bit. Uh, I want to kind of switch mm-hmm. over because this seems like a trend here. There's always something random going on with the Rams, you know, this season, whether it's going through adversity or Some injuries or new players, or you know, who's going to be where. And Pharaoh Cooper was released from the team, someone had to go, it was Pharaoh's time, just didn't really have anywhere he was fitting in on the offense. And then special teams, obviously, JoJo's been doing so great there, uh, minus the one fumble, which was key, but overall has been doing really well. And I think we'll see him continue to do well, but with the uh, you know, removal of. Uh, Farrell Cooper we've brought in CJ Anderson you had a chance to talk to him Uh, talk to me a little bit about CJ and and his experience and joining this team
2: yeah, so uh, C.J. Anderson, a vet in the league, played with Aqib on that Super Bowl team, um, knows Aqib well and Wade Phillips well. And I was just like, oh, it must be nice to see some familiar faces on the team. And he's like, man, I know all these dudes. Like, <laughs> I've been in the league so long. I know Sue. I played against this guy. I played against this guy. So I was like, oh, great. So it's like a little all-star group coming all back together, right? <laughs> like, so he, he knows a lot of these guys. He seems to be fitting in just fine. Um, I talked to a after. I was like, how's, how's your boy CJ? He's like, Oh man, it's cool. So I think, um, one thing he did say, and you can see it in my one-on-one interview that was posted on the Rams.com. But you know, he, uh, I was just like, what do you, what do you want Rams fans to know? This is your third NFL team this season. And he's like, I just want them to know it was nothing I did. Like, it's not because <laughs> I'm not ready to play. And I was like, no one's questioning your playing ability. So, um, I think he's just ready to get out there. Um, It'll be it'll be interesting because the Arizona Cardinals O line is banged up. I think four out of their five starters are injured, and so uh, it'll be cool to see CJ out there and how he. You know, it's very similar offense to what he was playing before, so he's pretty excited. I think um, you know it'll be it'll be good to see him out there, and he's got a positive attitude. The one thing that I will say that's a that's a criticism of mine is that CJ, a comic book guy, um, had a had a little disagreement with me when I asked, okay, he's a comic book guy, so you got to ask, is Batman a superhero? <laughs> Obviously, the answer is no, he doesn't have superpowers. Pu- like, come on, man. And he goes, Of course he does. Of course he's a superhero. I was like, What? How is that possible? He doesn't have superpowers. And he goes, He's got the power of money. And I was like, Well, then we're all superheroes.
0: <laughs> like,
2: that, uh, um, so yeah, I'm excited to have him here, but he is, he is so, mistaken. <laughs> so,
3: so no one's questioning his talent, but maybe questioning his superhero, uh, you know, expertise maybe. Right. Right. Th- that exactly. was pretty funny it's, though. I when- mean,
2: I love Batman. Love him. Not no offense to Batman, <laughs> but he's not a superhero. Iron Man, not a superhero. Just great, the- great watch. Love the movies. Not a superhero.
3: Just rich guys <laughs> out there flying around, basically.
2: Exactly. They are heroes. But are they super? We're not really sure. I mean, We're this is sure. coming.
3: This is coming from Miles Morales. I mean, you're part of a superhero bloodline now,
2: right? Miles Morales is Spider Man, and one very excited. They finally have a Hispanic Spider Man out there. Miles talk to Miles Simmons. Shout out to my boy Miles. Um, Miles Morales is spelled with an I, so he actually doesn't want to associate oh. himself <laughs> with me because. He's was like no 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 that's mine is with a Y and I was like oh that's such a Y thing to say someone with a Y in their name always would say something like that so um, but yeah it's pretty exciting that that Spider Man is a superhero because he has a superpower big difference well, there we're gonna,
3: we're gonna have to probably <laughs> take this over to Facebook and start getting some feedback from the listeners and, and hear what they have to say because you know what I'm I'm with you like, I mean Batman's not a superhero technically but he does superhero esque Things and that's where the that's where the gray line is because he can defeat superheroes, like which is mind blowing.
0: Aaron
2: Donald, superhero. He does super <laughs> power things. Like he has a superpower. But Batman just put a suit on and he pushes buttons. You know what I'm saying? And well, it's exciting. I love the movies. But. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I hope CJ Anderson comes out with some superhero ability because uh, we could use some help. And like we talked earlier, Todd Gurley could use a little bit of a break here and uh actually looking back to that first Arizona game uh Malcolm Brown actually outrushed Todd Gurley 46 to 42 yards so uh, maybe we'll play that a little over under game later and I'll throw in a little random with CJ Anderson mm-hmm. but um I love the conversation I love all your interviews with the guys and getting to hear them talk and you talked about Talib and having him join uh, the more and more I hear Talib talk I get so excited cuz he's such I mean I understand why he's a captain but uh, you know, hearing him talk and hearing him having him back on that defense has really made an adjustment. He was pretty bummed about not taking that interception to the house. So I'm excited to kind of watch him continue to go and uh, hopefully take one to the house. I want to ask you about the Pro Bowl really quick before I moved on. We got four. We did over under. Yeah. and We had it like 19 and we were both saying over. We thought we <laughs> were going to be so high, but uh, only only four. And one of the guys that we're highly, yeah. you know, highly talk about here on this show is John Johnson. Uh, did you get to talk to him about not making it? I know he seemed pretty bummed, but uh, he was one of the snubs that we all probably agree on.
2: Yeah, I know that like some of his teammates, like Marquis Christian and some of them were like, how could you not put John Johnson in the pro Bowl?" So um, yeah, it was tough to not see him. He's had such a great year. He had a career high in tackles against the Eagles he had 14. So I think he had 11 solo. So he's playing so well and it's it's a bummer. Also, because the pro bowl is losing some big personality because John Johnson is the biggest personality of all time. So it's really their loss and our gain that we just have to be around John Johnson more. He owes me a pick six though this season. And maybe that's why he got snubbed because people (laughs) heard that he owes me a pick six or maybe he puts, if he puts his green hair back, I'm not sure, but yeah, he's a, he's definitely a pro bowler in our eyes. And so, yeah, it was tough not to see him, but really excited. Um, to the, you know Todd and Jared and Aaron and Corey Littleton got got the the thumbs up. So
3: yeah, pretty cool to see Corey Littleton up there as well. I mean, obviously the other big big time name stars that we mentioned that made the Pro Bowl. I don't want to say they're not a surprise, but at this point, nationally, are known. So see Corey Littleton start to get him attention. You know, on the special teams for what he's doing, blocking punts like crazy, and yeah. you know he's the leader in team on tackles overall. But Uh, You know, like I said yesterday with Vinny, the best thing is that they could do is just keep winning football games and hopefully we'll skip right over that Pro Bowl and we'll have a more important game to focus on. And if John Johnson can have an incredible playoff run, he will put his name onto the map in this national scene and get his name start, you know, going around there, hopefully for next year. Wade Phillips talked about it, too. He said he's not worried about him. He's going to take care of himself over the next years and he's a really good young player so hopefully he'll get him get in there because I know the the players like the recognition it's actually funny Todd Gurley was talking about his rushing record last year about not being the number one rusher and you know they said you know last year he said it didn't bother you but did it and he's like well yeah of course I want to win I want to be the number one guy so you know it's nice to hear these guys come out and kind of show some of their personality and let you know like hey I want that Accolade. Obviously, the Super Bowl and the team is what we're about. But, you know, those things are still nice. We like to be told we're doing a good job. What we're going to do is we're going <laughs> to step aside, get our last words from some sponsors. We'll be right back Friday edition. Serena Morales,
0: Bear Motter, right after this. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fancy Football, with your Locked On Fancy Football Edge of the Day.
3: All right, Rams Nation, third and final segment. We are back, and it is game week. We got Arizona Cardinals just a few days away, so we got Serena Morales with us. We're breaking it all down. Let's talk about this game a little bit because the last time we faced them, we faced Sam Bradford. Uh, we didn't even have to see Rosen. He was on the sideline. Actually, a lot of funny pictures come out because he, he was looking at the clipboard. He looked kind of confused, saw some memes come out of that game. <laughs> but uh, Bradford, no more. Uh, they paid him a lot of money mm-hmm. to play a little few games. Actually, I need Bradford's agent as my agent. We can get some pretty good deals around here. Right, think.
2: we all do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but uh, it's now Rosen. He's coming off a really struggle town game. I mean, I think he had uh, he got sacked like six or seven times. He got pulled. They he ended got up no O-line. Yeah, he
2: got no O line. Yeah, <laughs> got no
3: O line. And the whole game plan to stop the Rams' defense has just been like double to triple team aaron donald but even if you do that you're going to be in trouble when you got a bunch of backups in there so how do you look at this game as far as the matchup of that you know they're breaking down o-line versus rd line that's probably pretty pissed off right now
2: well right so i'm just going to go through our D line real quick you got michael brockers you've got aaron donald you got indomitian sue jante fowler who's actually done a great job on the edge uh, Samson Abacom, Corey Littleton, oh, and Jonathan Franklin Myers. I look my little rookie. who got a nice little tackle in the game right. the other day. I'm very proud of him. So yeah, I would say those names are quite um large and in charge, and but i'm 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 here to say that look, uh Josh Rosen has you know has an arm. He can avoid the rush pretty well. Um, he's he'd actually Wade Phillips talked about this. He's thrown really well inside the 20 yard line. So I don't want to take away everything of like, yeah, they got a dinged up O line and our guys can't do anything. But with a refocus here with the guys who, who know that we know what we need to do, when I talked to Aaron Donald, and I know you saw this interview, like they turn it on in the fourth quarter when they need to. And I'm yeah. like, Aaron, is this like a moment where you turn on the switch and you're like, I need to do this? And like it's just like they know what they need to they need to take care of this this team, so um I'm hoping that Josh Rosen moves out of the way because I'm hoping that there's a <laughs> yeah've got a resurgence of energy going on,
3: yeah, this team and Aaron Donald's no shy to throwing a quarterback hard into the ground and knocking someone out of the game. I was actually surprised a few weeks back if you look at Aaron Donald's tackle on Matthew Stafford that Stafford stayed in the game because he just pummeled him into the ground. And it's something about, you know, those D-line guys when they get to the quarterback. It's not just like, let me just get you to the ground. It's like, I finally get to smother you, and I'm going to do everything. So, yeah, he better be careful, and hopefully (laughs) for his sake that he just gets rid of the ball fast. And and hopefully for our sake, you know, maybe that's a a quick throw to John Johnson instead. So uh, we'll see how that kind of plays out. And looking at this game, it's a little interesting, too, because – you know we talked earlier in the podcast here that Pharaoh Cooper was waived well the cardinals claimed him just the other day so now he's an Arizona cardinal a little interesting timing you always hear in the nfl when teams are our players are released other teams especially in that division will pick them up and you know one just because you know he's he's a good player and he's got an opportunity maybe to fit in there but then two also to kind of little little spy work you know what have they been doing over there so talk to me about how weird (laughs) it's going to be to see Farrell cooper in a cardinals uniform
2: i know it'll be weird but i it's funny because it happened right during our presser that sean McVay was speaking but um I, it was it was- either him or Shane, um but no, I mean there's not like Pharaoh has not all doesn't have all the secrets, also this happens more often than not, like I think Marquis christian this happened with Marquis where we he, we picked him up and then it happened another season, so um I'm pretty sure that this is not the first time um it's happened, and I think that we just it, it's not like Pharaoh's gonna come away with all of our secrets and give them to them. I think, uh, oh yeah, it was Heming- Hemingway versus- and Denver, the Broncos. Yeah. So I think that was the, a- yeah. So, I mean, it's not like, it's not like this is, you know, something that's never been done before. So um, I just, I think it's fine. Like, yeah. It's yeah.
3: Like well, Farrell's I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm, I'm a... really
2: glad that Pharaoh got picked up. I'll say so yeah. much. Like Pharaoh's such a great competitor and it's nice to see him uh, picked up. I know that he really liked this health food store in here agora he used to go to this place called um what was the name of it it was like a health food spot and he always would like put it on his instagram so i i always went there and i i'd like run into pharaoh a few times (laughs) where i'm like uh i'm like what are you doing here he goes i always eat breakfast here so i've seen him at this little health food store in agora so i'll miss seeing him because i've seen him like a handful of times (laughs) getting coffee
3: yeah, he's but, he's going to be missed know, I'm here. I'm really glad
2: that he's going to Arizona.
3: And I'm glad that he, it was just a number situation. Unfortunately, in the NFL, when you hear a player released and and you don't know why right away, you're like, "What did they do? Oh my gosh, did he do something stupid? I hope not." And so, it's like we're in that era of, you know, quick releases and, you know, trying to get out in front of the bus and Uh, It was good to know that it was a number thing. You know, it wasn't so much just play. It was just after you get injured and you come back and other people filled in. We saw a lot with uh, Jamon Brown. Same thing. Blythe filled in for him those two weeks that he was out. And all of a sudden, you don't have a job. So, uh, thankfully, there's, you know, all these other teams and the Arizona Cardinals picked him up. So, hopefully, he has a good run down there and and can find somewhere because he was fun to watch. And hopefully, he'll be a good player long term. Uh, but what we're going to do is we're going to do a little over-under, and I'm just going to kind of, this is going off the off the cuff here. So um, I kind of teased it earlier okay. in the show, and we talked about Malcolm Brown uh, leading rushing in last matchup versus the Cardinals. He had 46, Todd Gurley had 42, and then oh, I guess we're going to go the whole distance here. Jared Goff had two yards in that as well, that game. So uh, we, we are held <laughs> under 100. Uh, so I'm going to okay. do, this is kind of a, a part a part B question and it's almost breaking rules, but that's okay. why we have our own podcast. We, we get to do that. So
2: you always break the rules. Right? I know. I know. That's <laughs>
3: that's third segment. We let it loose. And, uh, so I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, instead of an over under, it's going to be a take your pick. So last time Todd Gurley Ooh. got outrushed by Malcolm Brown. So, uh, in this game, who's going to have more rushing yards, Todd Gurley, little banged up. Or I'll let you take the other two running backs of John Kelly and C.J. Anderson. So one verse two here. Who do you think has more rushing yards in the game on Sunday?
2: I'm going to give a shout out to my boy John Kelly, who is the master at making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> I think he's going to have a good peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I think that he is going to have a game because he knows he needs to. And uh, I'm hoping for the best.
3: Man, that sounds like me. No, no. Me in college, like I was really good at peanut butter and jelly. I was great at making popcorn, soup. You name it, right. I was right, right up my alley. So, all right. So you're gonna take. The... I'm, gonna,
2: I'm hoping he, he he's got this. He's got rested legs, so the boy needs to run around.
3: All right. So <laughs> and you, we you...
2: saw what he could do in the preseason. Yeah,
3: yeah. So and he finally got some action. It was good to see him in there. So you got you and you get a bonus. You get CJ Anderson just on the team. So uh, you're gonna take the uh, the two verse one. So I like it. Uh, Todd Gurley, he gets some rest or he did have three touchdowns yeah. in that game, by the way. So he had 19 carries, 42 yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> so he still, like we Very always say, job. he still finds his way to get in the end zone and get it done. Um, and then we got to go back to our guy, Jared Goff. He's always in the mix and the over unders. And, uh, we, he went over on the yards last time. Really good. So let's, let's get back to the things that we care about. The touchdowns. He's been struggling lately and the nice thing is he seems comfortable after the game about it. He looks a little uncomfortable in the game, but he's not panicking, which is great. There's no worry, and, you know, I got to get better. You know, I got to, you know, press and, and make things happen. So let's go. Well, let's set it at two, over, under, two, touchdowns for Jared Goff.
2: We got to go over. We got to go over on the two touchdowns. This is a this is a time of we're throwing off. We're going to we're going to throw in. I mean, basically just need to throw opposite of Patrick Peterson is the goal for me um, because uh, if you don't have most teams don't even throw his way, but they also have a few injuries to their secondary. So, And we've got two of the best wideouts in the league by the names of Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks, who both have over a 1,000 receiving yards on the season. So I'm going to say throw those touchdowns, get it out there, and Jared, let's go for three or four touchdowns this game.
3: I'm with you. I think this is a big confidence boost for Jared. Uh, these next two games, so let it rip. You got Todd Gurley's a little banged up. Give him a break. Let's go through the air. I know I'm I'm usually screaming to get Todd Gurley the ball like 25 times, but in this case, when he's a little banged up, you know, let's see what we got with our depth. Let's get John Kelly involved. Let's get C.J. Anderson involved, and uh, you know, let's keep Todd Gurley in mind. But let's also make sure he's okay because we we don't want to get to playoff time and have a really extremely banged up. So I'm with you. Over, over on this, I think Jared Goff needs to go uh, big on the touchdowns. And then defensively, we'll kind of do this as a team, but typically we ask how many turnovers the Rams will get. But I want to look at, and this is kind of involving Jared Goff and maybe some of those young ball carriers as well, as turnover margin. So taking in our turnovers on the offense in consideration to this, over under two in the turnover margin. So at the end of the game, we'll be plus two.
2: Yeah, under – we can't – we already – we had too many turnovers the last two games. As I said before, we a third of our turnovers this season happened in the last two games. So, they know they have to take care of the ball. That's something both Sean McVay and Wade Phillips said. So, Under. under.
3: I love it. I love it. And then, I'm with you. We got to take care of that ball. You mentioned it earlier in the podcast, and it was great. It was basically – you know, it's not a vanilla offense. It's just execution, and we'll start to get back to those big numbers that we saw earlier. Uh, right now, my bookie has it as a thirteen and a half point spread favoring the Rams. That's a lot of points on the road, but Arizona Cardinals. Again, they're I think they're one and five at home. Uh, they were shut out last time we met, uh, thirty-four to nothing. So, do you take the spread, thirteen and a half favored for the Rams?
2: I would like to, but I feel like every time I do. Um yeah you know what let's do it let's freaking they gotta throw those
3: touchdowns (laughs) she said you know what let's freaking do it man let's do it all right I love it I think yeah yeah I'm going the other direction um I've been I've been kind of saying (laughs) let's do it but I'm gonna I'm gonna pump the brakes a little bit I still think it's gonna be a big win for us but uh I I've had bad luck against the spread so I'm just gonna I'm gonna give Love to the spread and say, you know what, you you're pretty smart, Vegas. You probably get it. Uh, let's stay close. I just want to win at this point. Uh, but you know, again, I mentioned it earlier: thirty-four to nothing last time. Arizona's struggling uh, right now. They have an eighty-six percent chance to get the number one overall pick in next year's draft. So they may be in tank mode at this point and really want us to kind of whoop up on them, make sure they get that pick. But uh, it's going to be a good one. Yeah. Uh, not a game that we circled at probably the beginning of the year to think oh man i can't wait to pay attention you know to this one but man this is going to be a good one because it goes a long way in playoff seating and just seeing where our football team's at with adversity we're excited guys make sure to go give serena follow at serena on twitter at morales morales on instagram thank you so much for joining us we can't wait to see more of your coverage throughout the week and we'll talk to you next week
2: awesome thank you bear